You come home from work tired. You open the door, and your wife is standing there with a big smile on her face. She kisses you and says, "Welcome, husband." You smile at her, and she takes your hand and leads you to your lazy boy. She takes off your shoes and puts on your slippers, which have been warmed up just the way you like it. She then says, "Husband, are you ready for dinner?" And you say, "Of course, my wife." And she takes you into the dining room. You look around to make sure the house is clean. Yes, the house is clean, just as you expected. What a good wife you have! You sit down, and she serves you a four-course dinner. You taste the food and realize it's a little salty. Oh no, that will never do. Wife, you say with a bit of disappointment in your voice. This food is too salty. You know that I like my food seasoned just right. Oh, I'm sorry, my lord," she says. She lowers her eyes in disappointment. You could see a little tear at the edge of her eyelashes. You smile to yourself affectionately. She looks so cute when she feels disappointed. Oh, that's okay. Never you mind. You say, and you pat her on the head. She looks up at you tentatively, and say, "Okay, husband." You tell her, "Why don't you go and get the kids ready for bed, and then I will be waiting for you." She says okay, and she goes gets the kids ready. In the meanwhile, you go and you sit on your favorite lazy boy, and you read the paper for a while. You look at your watch; it's getting late. You go into the bedroom where you find your wife waiting for you. She's dressed in a very modest, but very appealing nightgown. You approve. You say to her, "Wife, I'm ready for the marital act." And she says to you. I am ready as well, my lord. Sorry, I had to snap you out of your fantasy. If this is the way you envision submission and authority, you're in for rude awakening. Welcome to Life Smithing. My name is Cynthia Burley. Now I'm not saying that you can't have the scenario I described before. Hey, whatever rocks your boat. Who am I to judge? What I am saying is that submission and authority does not always appear in that form, nor should it. The reality is, it's a give and take. Today we're going to take a look at the husband's authority over his wife. We're also going to take a look at a wife's submission to her husband. Now, someone responded to the podcast that I did on the marital debt part two. Which spoke about the five love languages and how, if you have problems with the marital debt, you might want to figure out what is your wife's love language. So she responded, "Why can't we have a technical discussion about it? My husband has no problem saying to me, 'I'm the boss.' Interesting. If your husband has to tell you that he's the boss, there is a problem." The problem is that either you are not being submissive enough, so he has to remind you that he's the boss, or he's just a brute. It's one or the other. Does the sun say, "I shine"? Does the dark say, "I am dark"? No, the sun just is. The dark just is. A husband just has. Authority, but I digress. I want to take a look at the husband's authority over the wife. 
And for that, I'm going to use Popeye 12's book, Dear Newlyweds. It's not just for newlyweds. Even if you've been married for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, this is very helpful. I will link to it in the podcast. Okay, so it says, I'm quoting, Your husbands have been clothed with authority. In your home, each of you is the head with all of the duties and responsibilities which this entails. End quote. Yes, with authority comes responsibility. It's not just about telling people what to do. You are in charge. And when things go wrong, you also get blamed. Let me continue. Do not therefore be doubtful or hesitant in the exercise of that authority. Do not shrink from those duties, nor flee from those responsibilities. Do not let idleness, carelessness, selfishness, or distractions cause you to lose your grasp on the ship's rudder of your home and trust it to your hands. What happens is when you have certain responsibilities and you don't take care of them, it's very easy for the wife to take control and grab the ship's rudder. Now, should she do that? Of course not. However, it can happen if you don't do what you're supposed to do. So again, with authority comes great responsibility. Now, how do you use that authority? Are you supposed to be like that man in the first example that says, I want everything up to my specifications, like do it over? Is that how you talk to your wife? So let me quote from the book. It says, Bishop of Hippo said, Be as gentle as good advice. And from this advice, obedience will draw encouragement and strength. In a Christian home where one lives through faith and is still a pilgrim from the heavenly city, even if you doubt yourself and your ability to lead, lead you must. Guys, I know it's hard in this time that we live in. Men are denigrated. Men are encouraged to become feminized. Men don't know how to be men. Men don't know how to take charge. Men feel uncomfortable with leadership. Some men are comfortable leading in the office, but they're uncomfortable leading in their own homes. You are the leader. And if you practice the leadership, you practice using your authority, it will eventually become better. But there is a way to practice that authority. You can't be a brute. You can't just order people around. Your wife has equal dignity. And this is why Pope Pius XII says, don't be doubtful and do not shrink from your duties. If we look further in the book, Pope Pius XII says that the Bishop of Hippo, which is St. Augustine, said, be as gentle as good advice. And from this advice, obedience will draw encouragement and strength. In a Christian home where one lives through faith and is still a pilgrim from the heavenly city, even those who command serve those whom they appear to command. For they do not command through any desire to rule, but to advise. Not through pride of authority, but through thoughtful foresight. So even though you have the authority, you're in charge, it shouldn't be so obvious, right? 
You don't need to stress that you have the authority. The wife knows that. It doesn't mean that when you're out in public, you're speaking harshly to your wife or you're speaking to her in a commanding tone. She knows you're in charge. And if you're in a traditional community, they all know that you're in charge. Christ has authority over us, and yet he gave his life. In a moment, Christ could end our lives due to our sin, and yet he is patient, and yet he is long-suffering. So even though you're in charge of your wife, you are to love her, treat her respectfully, show appreciation. Don't have the attitude that, well, since it's your job, Why do I have to say thank you? Since you have to do the laundry, why should I say thank you here and there? That's your job. Wrong attitude. If you treat your wife respectfully and with affection, she will love to obey you. I'm not saying, because I know somebody will come back and say, Whether your husband loves you or not, whether he's nice to you or not, you still have to obey. This is true. You still have to obey as long as he's not leading you over a cliff. You still have to obey. But what a difference in your life. What a difference treating your wife the correct way would make. There's an old saying which is very true. Happy wife, happy life. Hi there, this is Cynthia Burley. Please subscribe to Life Smithing with Cynthia Burley on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google. If you listen to us on iTunes and you love this podcast, we would be so ecstatic if you would give us a five-star review. Giving us five-star reviews help us to reach more people. Thank you so much and God bless. And now wives, how are you to submit? I know from experience That submission is not easy in this current societal climate. We are taught, we are strong, we are super women. When we look at movies, the women always seem to know everything. The man doesn't know how to do anything. Women appear to be smarter. So then, how are we to submit to our husbands? The truth is... Submission is God-ordained. God set the husband in authority, and we wives are to submit. But how do we submit when the flesh fights against it? Now, for some personalities, some women naturally submit, people who have natural meek temperaments. But for women who have more strong temperaments, it's very hard to submit. Well, here's what you can do. So I'm quoting from the book again, Dear Newlyweds, and it says, Dear wives, lift up your spirits. Do not merely accept or submit to this authority of your husband under which God has placed you in the orderly operation of nature and grace. You should love it willingly and sincerely with the same respectful love you have for our Lord's authority, the source of all true power. Of leadership. Wow, this is so true. Every day I make a salad for my husband, and my husband likes 
his salad in a particular way. He's very picky. The salad must include lettuce, olives, cucumber, carrot, thinly sliced. The carrot must be thinly sliced. Radish, she'll take that. Celery and the salad dressing must be either Italian dressing, not the creamy type, or a homemade salad made with garden herbs. I can't put any goat cheese on it. In fact, I can't put any cheese on it. I can't add any fruit to it, like raisins. I can't add nuts to it. It has to be made a specific way. At first, I rebelled against that salad. I didn't want to make that salad. I thought it was boring. I wasn't a big salad person. But one thing I realized was that he was really appreciative when I made the salad. And in time, I began to see that it helped to make him feel that he was in charge. He liked the idea of his wife submitting to him this way by making a salad. Once I realized that, I said to myself, you know what? He doesn't ask me for much at all. If making a salad makes him feel this good and reinforces his masculinity, I'm going to make that salad. And so I learned to like making the salad. And every time I make it, I think of serving him and of serving God. Do I get tired of making that salad sometimes? Absolutely. But I know how much it means to him. And because he's so kind to me, the obedience is easy. And even if you have a husband who's not so kind, do it for love of God. You hear me? Do it for love of God. God will reward you. The book goes on and says, if you are asked to sacrifice a whim or personal preference, like the salad, however legitimate, be happy that these slight deprivations will be rewarded by earning for you each day more of that heart which was given to you by continuously increasing and strengthening the innermost union of ideas, of feelings, and of will, which alone can sweeten and lighten the lofty mission of raising the children entrusted to you. A mission which would be gravely menaced by any disharmony between you. So remember this. Even when you think what he's asking you is silly, or unnecessary, or you disagree, every time you submit, you become a little bit closer together. You make the family life a little easier. Because if you don't submit, there will always be tension and fighting. And remember, this is a sacrifice that you're making. In the same way, he is sacrificing for you. So, husbands, love your wife as Christ loves the church. Yes, you are in charge, but make the burden light. Show your appreciation. Don't talk to her in a rough tone like she's a child. Don't be patronizing. Love her, respect her, treat her like a lady, and she will love to submit to you. 
Wives, even when you don't feel like submitting, do it for the love of God. Even if you have a husband who doesn't sacrifice for you, do it for the love of God. You will find that if you do it for God, as opposed to your husband that gets on your nerves, you will grow to love being submissive and obedient to your husband. God bless. Saint Ignatius of Loyola says, He who goes about to reform the world must begin with himself, or he loses his labor. Until we decide to reform ourselves, we cannot hope to have any influence on our families, our culture, our politics, our world.